Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Hey, Becky. John, Julie, it's Friday. It's Friday. And we are in the fog and fatigue of nonprofit professionals who have realized that they have done all they can do (laughs) nearly to close out the year. We're two weeks away. We see you guys. You guys are doing great. You've been rocking it. Mm -hmm. Hope that Giving Tuesday and all the year-end giving is going well. We know you're starting to look at 2021, and we've been looking looking forward to it for a while now. Yep, <laughs> for, in a lot of different ways, mostly so we can just put 2020 in the rearview mirror, which will feel great for everyone. And we can start reading books on 2020 and oh. writing the books of 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, we've been working through mindsets, um, and this one's a little bit different. I don't even know technically if it's classified as a mindset. We're but making it be classified as a mindset. Yeah, that we think if you're going to really implement the stuff that we have been talking through, especially you look at growth and empathy and the different ones that we've gone through bravery that you really have to be intentional to set a goal and then really implement um, some practices to make sure that you get there. And today we just wanted to dive into that topic and And get that in your head. I love that we're talking about this because as you know, I went into mindsets a little bit kicking and screaming, but I have (laughs) loved these conversations and I want to commend everybody who's still here and listening to us right now, because I think goal setting is not something that anybody loves to talk about. I do. You I like do. Goals. Of course you do. Really like goals. Yeah. Cause you're a lifelong learner. Julie probably loves them too. Sure do. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. There's two of them. So I guess me, what I'm saying is I didn't love talking about goals, but I think as we've explored this a little bit more, I think the reason that I did not like goals is because it seems so transactional and in a transaction, there's just not a lot of, um, of meat there. There's not a lot of growth and feeling. And we're saying that if you don't look at it as a transaction, you look at it as really shifting your mind to change it, uh, something into a habit to where it's really sharpening you for the longer term, then it doesn't so much as become a goal as it does just a way that you're naturally moving about your life and learning and growing. And I need that. We all need that. Yeah. I think like living really intentionally, you know, it's so healthy and so good to just sit, sit down and clear time in your schedule to really dream about what you want this next year to look like. And what are, where do you want to wake up in three months and six months at the end of the year and feel really proud of the steps or the fears that you faced mm-hmm or the different accomplishments that you want to have under your belt by then, or maybe they're personal, you know, too. So one thing that I think is really clear, and you just said this, Becky, is is really changing your mindset to not just think of goals as like, oh, I want to raise $2.3 million, period, or some amount of cents or something really specific. But really looking, that can be a goal, that's great, but what are the habits that you really need to develop and really focus on implementing this next year? Is it picking up the phone every single day, five days a week, and making X many calls? Is it, you know, being really diligent about relationships in a certain way? If you want to have a closer relationship with somebody, are you actually making it a goal to daily take action toward that? And so we want to talk a little bit about both of those, but we've got 
five steps and five mm-hmm. tips that we really want to unpack today too. And we've got examples for you because I, you can talk about that as, this as much as you want. And even if you think you understand it, I'm just a visual person. And it's like, if you can look at examples of what is working well for people who have adopted this kind of a mindset, I think that kind of lends itself naturally to some, some self-inspiration there. And I also appreciate that you talked about, you know, we're a company that's here for you professionally and personally. So we, I really encourage people to think about what are things you can do in your own life that can help your well-being, that can help um, your self-care? And ha- we need to be doing things that take care of ourselves so we can get up and be our best as we go serve our mission. So, okay. you know, growth mindset around goal setting is really centered around believing that you can improve many areas of your life. And if you believe that you can make significant changes with enough effort and determination, you can go into spaces in which you're not naturally gifted and you can also shine there. So this conversation really is about becoming the person you would like to be. And we think 2021 is, I mean, everybody's so ready to be done with <laughs> 2020. Yeah. I am. Um, the only thing I love about 2020 is how it rolls off the tongue. And I'll probably be saying it accidentally next year. But, you know, let's let's dive a little bit into those five steps to having a goal setting mindset, because I think it's really, really interesting. John, you want to take the first one? Yeah, but I want to follow up with what you said, because it triggered something that I really think is a truth in this is that, you know, a lot of times in life, you need to go through some process and you need to actually have some experiences before you get to that ultimate goal that you have. I think the same is true. Like we could sit around and say, oh my gosh, I want our nonprofit to be raising $10 million a year. But honestly, maybe you're not ready for that. Like yeah. maybe you're not, you don't have the process in place to actually take care and nurture those relationships and steward those donors and process all the gifts and all those things. And so this is like the time that we want you to just fall in love with this place that you're at and say, okay, I really want to enjoy the process and become really great at this. So I am prepared on all levels for when we do become, and we will become a $10 million shop. We are going to put in the practices to become that. And I think for personal goals, that's really empowering too. Yes, I'm really glad that you did not get bullied by my trying to push you into going into the five (laughs) steps because that was a solid example. And I also think it's a way to, again, sharpen yourself to to kind of lend itself to, if when you go through this process, to be an expert in something. And you can be a new professional, a young professional, been in this job, you know, one or two years. And if you can practice some of these habits and employ them, guess what? You can teach that to other colleagues that are around you because this is sort of an evolved, sophisticated way of growing yourself while still growing the organization. So Okay, I'm ready to accept Okay, John, will you please start with number one? <laughs> and we've kind of already talked about it, but do you have a really clear vision of what you want to look like, what your organization needs to look like, what your team needs to look like, what you personally want to look like? Um, you want to make goals that support that. And so if you've got a big dreamy goal, I'm with you. I love dreaming. I love a good whiteboard, you know, to, yeah, you ha- to map out things. But at the end of the day, break it down, you know, and take that goal and turn it into steps to get there. Um, And again, if you can look for ways that turning those into habits, things that are habitual, that can be set up, that can just kind of happen, and you're trying to instill those qualities or mindsets into your team, they're going to pay off well beyond you reaching the goal. And then you wouldn't even think of it as a goal. You would just think of this is just who I am and naturally my process in life. Exactly. And then think of what you can take on next year when you have that master. No kidding. That's a good one. So the second one is 
the best way to hit a goal is to work backwards. So, you know, if John talks about we need to hit $2.3 million, we're not starting at the place where we are putting together a solicitation. Clearly, we need to back that up. We back up from solicitation. You know, we back further up past cultivation. We back up from the intro. And and maybe that $2.3 million goal starts out with mapping and sitting down with your prospect researcher and saying, here's all my people. Here's what I think everybody can do. Here's where um, I'm a little stuck. Can you do some research on these data points and figure out what's the best way that I can back into what I would think would be the high number that I could get for this individual? Because we know that if you have a $2.3 million goal that you need to hit, that your organization is depending upon, then that probably means you need to ask for at least $4.6 million worth of ask. So data is really going to help you back into that. So don't start with the solicitation in mind. Start with where are we going to start this entire process? Surely you've worked your prospects long enough that it's not going to be like starting from scratch, but we really need to inform the data and figure out what are the steps are to make that, to get to that big ask. So work backwards. I love it. You know, I had, we worked with Ann Klaus, who is an awesome person, and she used to describe it as, you look at your goals, and it's almost like a class syllabus back in college, and I love that analogy because Mm -hmm. it's overwhelming, but it is broken down of here's every assignment throughout the whole year, and when you really just go week to week, it's not that stressful, it's not that crazy, but if you can break it down, you can get there, Um, which parlays into option, not option, step three. It could be optional, but we really encourage it. (laughs) (laughs) They're really mandatory. Um, But three is creating a daily and weekly to-do list based on these specific goals. Let's get a show of hands of who loves a good to-do list, right? Just so I can mark it off. Checking it off. Maybe you want to do that on an app and save paper. I love you. Do that. Um, (laughs) But it's all about getting really specific and knowing what you're going to show up to do. And I love that the intentionality that this brings, that there's not questions of what really has to get accomplished. You already know it's aligned with your vision. You already know it's aligned with your goal. So now it's just, this is what I got to do. I love that too. And I will tell you, Enneagram 3s, the achievers are going to love that one as well because they want to find ways to build a step-by-step process that would set them up for success. Okay, number four is my favorite, and it's stop viewing your goals as concrete. This is the grace goal, like the grace step. We want to give you grace because if you don't absolutely hit every single goal, it's okay. You know, I think this is something that stymies people that are doing like weight loss, you know, at the beginning of the year, they, they hit it hard for a couple of weeks. And then it's like, we all need a little break in, in a really hard fought process. It's a marathon. Goal setting is truly a marathon. Give yourself grace. I'm, I'm giving you permission today to say it's okay because there is, if you believe that nothing, no matter how severe should prevent you from accomplishing your goal, that attitude is going to be really counterproductive and it's going to lead you to wallowing in self-pity. There's a lot of failure associated with that. And we're just saying adopt a more flexible mindset. If you fall off the horse, you know, if you don't get all your cold calls in that you wanted to get for the day or for that week, that's okay. You know, just start back the next week and just keep plowing through this because we want this to be very much, we don't want it to be so mechanical. We want it to feel like a very natural uh, part of what you do in your life to make yourself better. Give yourself grace. We're giving you permission to have that today. It's, I mean, that's such a solid point because I think the biggest thing is getting back on the horse mm-hmm. because it's when you never get back on towards your goal, that's when the problem happens. And so 
just being aware of what are those indicators of when I'm off course. And so you can course correct. Love it. Which really leads straight into number five, which I think is one of the most critical things as you think about 2021 is what are you building into your schedule, your meetings, your daily habits that you're checking in on your goals? How many times have we written goals and they like, I'm a messy desk person. I'm just self-proclaimed. It's really bad. Um, that the goals just slowly get lower and lower into the stack of papers. You've got to like keep, keep them visual in front of you. You've got to have them handy. You got to know what they are. And that ongoing reflection is not only going to allow you to check off and feel really proud of the steps that you're making toward it, but also, you know, when you have a panic moment, you know, of, okay, I'm off course. I've fallen off for the last couple of days. I'm sitting down to get refocused. It, it keeps your creativity front and center to say, well, missing this is really not, you know, what the outcome I want. So I just need to sit down and we need to have a discussion about what can we do? What are the controllables? What are the things we need to do? Do we need to pick up the phone an extra time a day? What do we need to do to pivot and to cross the goal? So reflection is like probably the most important thing um, to really help you accomplish your goals. And I would think that something that goes hand in hand with that is just being nimble and like rolling with the punches. I just think people who are naturally resilient are going to shine in goal setting because they're not going to let something that comes out of left field completely stymie them and stop them. You could get, even if you don't hit your goal, you know, you may, it may be because somebody gave you a project that you were not even anticipating working on that could suck your time away. So work on your resiliency. And I do think that just reflecting on what is important and keeping that center is such a great hack. So I'm kind of a personal development junkie in this regard. And there's a couple tools and I want to share about one of them specifically because it really has helped me and my wife accomplish some personal goals over the last few years. And one of them is called the freedom journal. So I'm going to link this into the show notes, but it's created by a guy named John Lee Dumas. He's in the entrepreneurial space, but he's all about getting laser focused for 100 days on a goal. And so it's all about finding this clarity when you're only focusing on one thing. And I would challenge you to do this more personally than probably organizationally, right? Because there's always a lot of things. But it would naturally flow, I think, if you do it personally into the professional, which I think is great. But the, the habits are what I really wanted to share is that this journal walks you through taking your one goal for the next 100 days and building habits and routines around keeping it in front of you and taking steps daily to make it happen. And so the pieces that are the clarity that I think comes from going through it is daily visualizing that goal. You know, are you sitting down daily and visualizing where are you going to be at the end and what, you know, are the steps that are going to take me there? You're also going to break it down, like we talked about, break it down into manageable goals. And you're going to, for every day, sit down and map out, I need to do these three things today that are going to take me toward that goal. So it's just real practical. You know what you're going to do today. If there's nothing else that I accomplish, if I get these three things, I know it's aligned with my goal. I know it's aligned with the vision of where I want to be. And then there's time at the end of the day to just reflect. If you didn't get those things done, you have a chance to reflect on that, understand why, and really plan for the next day so you can get back on track. Um, so this tool is super simple. It's like one of the most simple, um, different books out there to help you accomplish goals. There's others. If you really are into it, I would encourage you to look into Michael Hyatt's work. He has got the full focus planner. I think if you are really a geek and you want to map every aspect of your goals, sorry, Michael, (laughs) if you're listening, 
but there's ways you can go deeper. Best self journal is another great one, but I would really encourage you to look at this for your personal goals for the year because it really is life-changing. This really resonates with me. I mean, not as, not as someone who is a natural goal setter, but just someone who processes through writing. And I think when you put things down on paper, it, it, it seems less nebulous than when it's just sitting in your head of, oh, totally. I kind of need to do that. And so I do think journaling is a really great hack. I think just even putting something down, even if you don't journal in it, like physically write it. I mean, everyone has a phone and we're such in a digital world. It's like open that it up at the end of the day and do the, totally. a little bit of that self-reflection. Those are great tips, John. So we're going to move into some goal setting mindset examples. Um, and we've tried to make them pretty relevant to the nonprofit space. And so um, one of the first ones that I, that I really like um, is about contact reports. So if I have 42 outstanding contact reports, you know, I picked this one because this was me. And for those that don't know what a contact report is, it's just basically summarizing the meeting that you just had. So the rest of the organization or whoever needs to know what can know about it. And because that conversation can be context that will live with that donor forever. So right. if that, if that development officer leaves the organization at some point, that's okay. That institutional knowledge within their brain does not leave with them. So, and I put this on here because I, everyone who knows me professionally knows I am the worst (laughs) contact (laughs) reports. And so if I have 42 outstanding contract reports, I need to get into the database plus all those ones that I know are coming in as a tidal wave, you know, in 2021, maybe a goal for me would be setting aside 45 minutes every single Thursday to just getting this data uploaded into Salesforce or Razor's Edge or whatever your CRM is. Because if we can set aside and being mindful about, I know I'm not good at that, so therefore I need to create a little bit of buffer for myself, I think that's just an easy hack to do something like that. The next one's all about things that maybe you want to put off, right? Because they're not your favorite thing to do. Something like cold calls, right? Ooh, yep. Let's say, you know, you have this acquisition goal in front of you and you've broken it down. You know, you need to make 10 cold calls this week for the next several weeks. The best thing to do is just do it first thing in the morning, right? Don't let it hang over you all day. Just get it done and check it off first thing. Okay, so the last example I thought it would not be theory. This is actually going to be an example that we're working toward as a company. You know, a lot of people um, have come to believe that we are for good as a podcasting company. And that's okay, because that's the only piece that we've really unpacked <laughs> for we are for good. But, you know, we have a greater goal of informing and completely blowing the lid off of what professional development looks like for our industry and our sector. And we want to revolutionize and disrupt that space in a massive way. So we have a very, I call it the BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal to launch an incredible education and professional development movement. And so our goal setting mindset is that we're going to unpack that a little bit at a time. And this is your teaser. This is something big is coming from us in 2021. And we think it could be something that completely changes the way that you are able to lean in and revolutionize how you learn and how you can bring your mission to more people. And so our goal is really about how can we take this concept that we have and thread it in everything that we're doing through our podcast, through social, through teaching. And it's something that's a huge goal for us. And we're excited about it. Yeah. Like we can't wait to dive in because it's going to be 
different in the sense of we, you know, we believe this, we believe community is everything. And so if you're listening, you're part of this community and we all have things to learn from each other. And so we are really intent in 2021 to create that space. It's a safe space, but it's a space where we're going to push each other to achieve bigger goals and bigger dreams because our missions deserve it. And so we are building that platform now and you can hold us accountable to that because you now know about the goal. We're going to unpack more of it in the coming weeks. And in the spirit of authenticity, we are very nervous. Scared. We are scared. <laughs> we are excited. Like totally I am ready excited. to just jump off this precipice that we are standing on because the time feels so right. And the the moment for disruption and to raise our game in this industry has never been more perfect than it is right now. And we are committed to bringing that to you. And so as we goal set, and I mean, that has got to be the biggest goal for our company right now. And we, it can't happen without community and it can't happen without you. So more to come on that, but I thought it would be good to share an example of what we're working through on our end too. So if you want to be the first to know and to watch this goal unfold and hopefully play a really active role in this, Sign up to get our emails at weareforgood.com slash hello. We promise you'll be the first to know, and we can't wait to share it with you. It's going to be off the chains. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we're here for you. 2021, we're coming at you with goals. We got you. We're going to lift you up. It's going to be an awesome year. So glad you're here. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you feel inspired to reflect and set some goals for 2021. Every week, we share our best roundup of content, freebies, and notes heard on each episode and share them with our good community. It's free to join. Just head over to weareforgood.com slash hello to sign up, and you'll hear from us weekly to help you do more for your mission. If you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us, and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfort, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Have a great week, everyone. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.